Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Run Painless, Run Ageless. I'm your host, Brian Boyle, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. If you haven't listened to episode one, I encourage you to go back to listen to episode one. It'll tell you about who I am as a physical therapist, as a runner, as a coach, as a race director, all the fun stuff, the intricate details as to who this podcast is for, and so much more. Um, you know, I'm a lot more than I could give you in just a, a 30 second blurb here. So I encourage you to go back to episode one uh, you know, if you have not listened to it yet. So again, if you're new, welcome. If you've been here before, again, welcome back. I love being here, and it's a it's a great day. I mean, it's springtime. We we set the clocks forward, and uh, everyone's having a little tough time getting up. I know I did today in my my workout. I was I was about an hour later than I wanted to get started, just just because I just couldn't get up. And more and more folks that I've been talking to, and the same thing. Uh, how has it affected you? Is it uh, has it hit you? Uh, it seems to be that uh, at least the folks I've talked to that it has. Uh, maybe it didn't hit you though, but you know who knows. Um, but what I want to talk to you today about is patellofemoral pain syndrome. So PFPS in the medical world, and when we like to initial things and, uh, and write acronyms out, we've got this like 42,000 page list of acronyms. You're speaking a second language if you speak your primary language and then medical terminology just because that's the way it is. So I like to say I'm bilingual, uh, you know, uh, uh, in medical terminology that is, that uh, for whatever reason never could pick up the other languages as hard as I may try. But uh, I, I guess that would make me trilingual, uh, you know, which would be pretty cool, but just not going to happen. So PFPS, or patellofemoral pain syndrome, what is it? So this is the term that we use for anything that's not specific to, you know, a specific injury in the knee. So if you don't have an ACL tear or sprain, if you don't have an MCL, you know, sort of the medial collateral ligament or the lateral collateral ligament, if you don't have arthritis at the knee, if you don't have a Baker cyst, if you don't have, um, you know, patellar, uh, um, you know, bursitis, if you don't have patellar tendonitis, if you don't have quadriceps tendonitis, you have patellofemoral pain syndrome. Now, in runners, this is uh, this is pretty much uh, that just junk knee term in the sense of when you have knee pain and it just doesn't go away and you've had MRIs or you had X-rays and there's nothing there, right? It's just they go, um, oh, took an X-ray and there's nothing there. We had an MRI and there's nothing there. If you go to a specialist they should keep you from going to the x-rays or the MRIs. If you go to an urgent care or you go to your family doctor, you unfortunately may be subject to the MRI and or x-ray um, for diagnostic purposes. Because they'll say, well, I don't know, I mean, you've been running a lot, you know, let's make sure you don't have arthritis, especially if you're in the age bracket that we're talking about, right? 35 to 55 years old, and you go in with knee pain, and they go, oh my gosh, you know, you probably a candidate for uh, for arthritis and you go what you know like I'm, I'm a runner right how, how can this possibly be i don't have pain elsewhere so make sure that that you don't fall into that trap right seeing the specialist you should be able to avoid the diagnostic imaging 
So what does this look like? This is gonna be a dull, achy pain. Uh, it could be increased with activity. It could be that you feel better when you stop activity. It could be that you uh, you know, have to run a bit before it comes on. It could be uh, you know, any number of things that's non-specific to an actual ligament, tendon, bursa, um, you, know, you name it. Okay, it's going to be around the knee. It's going to it's going to feel you know above and below to the sides. Just this generalized pain. Like I said, it could be after you're done that uh, you stop and all of a sudden you you kind of have this pain that that's there. You know, you stop your activity. Uh, you know, you don't run again for another day or two. The pain goes away, and then you get back to running, and and, and voila, the pain is there again. Doesn't necessarily have to be when your knee is straight, knees bent. Um, you know, it's, it's usually brought on by activity because what ends up happening is that the majority of the times, and again, there there are exceptions to this rule, but the majority of times, what ends up happening is that the kneecap glides over the the outside part of the bone. So if if you were to actually take a look at the bottom part of the femur, okay, and I'll try and avoid the medical terms, but if you look at the bottom part of the of the thigh bone, okay, uh, there should be kind of two knuckles. And if you if you have dogs and you, and you let the um, you know your dogs chew on these these uh, these bones, uh, sometimes you'll get a cow bone and, and you'll chew on the the knuckle of that of that femur. And, uh, and what ends up happening is that lateral or the outside part of that is a little bit higher, this ridge. So you have this ridge and then you've got the patella or the kneecap that sits in this groove. If by chance, for whatever reason, and, and usually it's one of two things, you either have a tightness that's caused by um, you know the quadriceps pulling to the outside or the kneecap sits a little bit high Okay, so you can have tightness, you can also have weakness of the quadriceps, but um, you know, the, 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 the bigger thing is that you'll typically have tightness and a high riding patella or a patella alta where it doesn't glide into that outside of the kneecap or I'm sorry, of the femur. So this anatomical buttress that would stop the kneecap from gliding over isn't there. So you end up with this friction. So literally just each time you bend your leg, each time you step, each time you run, okay, you're literally getting a, a glide, an outside glide to the kneecap. And this happens to be where this friction will come in. If you don't develop an IT band syndrome on the outside of the knee, you can get this patellofemoral pain syndrome. We can get a tilting of the kneecap. So we, we call it this kind of this lateral tilt um, where the, 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 uh, the kneecap will kind of, kind of tilt to the outside of the knee. Um, it can sit, like I said, a little bit high. It can be that, you know, maybe that there's just, you've worn down the undersurface of the kneecap. That can also happen from just bone on bone. You should have an articular cartilage that sits underneath, but sometimes that does happen. Um, you know, that's, this is where you'd start saying more of the, uh, you know, of an actual specific diagnosis like an arthritis, um, like an osteochondritis where, where you're getting actual inflammation of the articular cartilage or that connective tissue um, that, that sits underneath the kneecap. So that, you know, that could be another case, but those, those are more specific. Those you're actually going to see some changes if you did do an x-ray, um, you know, so, so that if somebody, and there's ways to test that. Like again, I said, if you go see a specialist, physical therapist, orthopedic surgeon, you know, there's ways to test for these things to determine whether or not you need imaging. Um, I always say go to the physical therapist. They, they can't authorize imaging anyway. So you're going to be, 
you know, you're going to be better off. You know, people ask me, well, how do I need, do I need imaging? And I said, I, I've been doing this for, for, you know, for 21 years and I've never sent one, uh, someone for imaging and my success rate's pretty high, right? Uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, don't want to toot my own horn, but we've had a pretty high success rate. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking to you today, right, without doing imaging. So to keep your costs down, there's no real need. If by chance you are not getting any better, okay, you're not getting better with conservative means, then, you know, always opportunity to go get imaging. But the reality is that you, you don't need it. So what we're going to look for is we're going to look for leg length discrepancy, how long is the le- are each of the legs? Is there a difference there? We're going to look for tightness in the quadriceps, tightness in the hamstrings, tightness in the hip. Can you internally and externally rotate the hip? Uh, you know, how far can you do that? Uh, you know, is there weakness in the glutes? Okay, is there tightness in the hip flexor? Is there tightness in the quadriceps? These are all sorts of things that that uh, can affect this patellofemoral pain syndrome. The uh, um, you know again, we're going to look at the kneecaps and look at the height, when we line up against the joint line, the kneecap should be sitting right over the joint line. So the, the midsection of where the femur and the tibia actually connect, the kneecap should be there. If, if you point your fingers you know, on each side of the knee and the patella is actually above your hand, okay, that's typically a high riding patella. And so that, that that's going to be more predisposed to this patellofemoral pain syndrome. Genetically, women are also more predisposed just because of a typically wider pelvis. Now, is this everybody? No, but in general, again, we're speaking generalizations. Um, you know, the wider pelvis. What's going to happen is that the the femur angle is going to be a little bit uh, a little bit long. You know, kind of um, you know more narrow. So you're going to start off wider at the pelvis. You're going to come in a little bit more. You know, almost this knock knee position. That's going to cause the tibias to kind of go onto this outward, you know, twinge, and we get this quad angle or Q angle, which is a little bit higher. So anybody that's got, you know, Q angle greater than 20 degrees uh, is usually, again, predisposed to this patellofemoral pain or this lateral tracking that can occur. So how do we treat patellofemoral pain syndrome? So we've talked about it. We've talked about the differential diagnosis. Uh, IT band syndrome is one. Um, you know, again, it could be a bursa, it could be a tendonitis, it could be, um, you know, a, a cartilage or a, a bone issue. But uh, uh, if it's not, then we go back to this junk term, this PFPS. How do we normally treat it? So uh, a lot of times we will use kinesio tape. We'll, uh, we'll, we can tape it. We can try what's also called a McConnell tape. It was a, a physical therapist that kind of uh, termed the, 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 the strapping tape, um, you know, the McConnell tape, but it's a, it's a fabric strapping tape that we can use over some, uh, uh, some pre-tape to help actually bring the kneecap out of this tilted position. If there is a tilt, we can also help with tracking so we can kind of tape around that to uh, uh, help with that. I've got some videos on YouTube. Again, you go to the, the YouTube channel Mesh Tongue, M-E-S-H Tongue, and, uh, and you can find those. I'll put those in the show notes. Okay, so you can go there and find some videos on, on some self-taping techniques. 
you know, what also happens is uh, we'll teach you some strengthening exercises. Typically, we'll look at strengthening for the hip and uh, and then also the knee and then also stretching for the quadriceps and for uh, for the lateral hip again if we if we think about the anatomy and if you do have a tracking issue and it's because of an increased quad angle or that q angle then typically we've got to try and bring you out of that uh, some extreme cases we could use a uh, an orthotic in the shoe um, you know, to, uh, to bring the foot into a better position so that it doesn't cause so much at the knee. Uh, but I usually start off going up to the hip. I think that's, that's more the case. I, I've taken more shoe inserts and orthotics out than I've actually ever added in. And, and again, had a pretty good success rate uh, over the years, um, you know, with just starting off at the hip and then taping the knee. Also, uh, we can do um, instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization if there is some fibrosis, um, you know, or some connective tissue, uh, you know, trauma. Uh, you know, just because of the irritation, we can scrape down and around the, the kneecap and, and the outside of the leg. Uh, you know, again, breaking up that connective tissue, bringing in some fresh blood flow. Um, you know, if you're in an area that, uh, that you're, you've got a therapist that's trained in dry needling, dry needling can be of benefit sometimes, again, just to release some of these trigger points in the muscles, um, you know, especially in the quadricep and then up into the hip. Again, if, if you've got some trigger points that are causing some of that tightness, it may cause the, uh, uh, the knees to, um, you know, or the, the kneecap to track a little bit different. This is where foam rolling again i like the vector t pin so i mean you can use a foam roll i'm not going to hate you for it if that's all you have uh, but that vector t pin legitimately works way better okay yeah they're a little bit more expensive but you know again it's your body you got to take care of it so uh the vector t pin rolling with that uh you know across the uh, the quadriceps out onto the uh, uh the lateral part of the quad as well, you know, that the, the, the shape of that actually allows that IT band to not get kind of uh, you know, hit and also relieves the strain on the, uh, on the, the greater trochanter of the femur on the outside. So you're not putting all that pressure on the bone. So it gives you like that little relief just based on the shape of that design. Um, you know, you can ice, we, uh, you know, we can use heat sometimes as well. You know, whatever feels better for you. Again, if it's your pain, you can use a topical biofreeze, Bengay, Icy Hot, uh, you know, whatever your uh, your scent of choice is. It does come down to the scent, right? I mean, some, some of the stuff just absolutely stinks. Um, you know, I know people that use horse liniment. You can go to Cal Ranch stores and, uh, and the feed stores and, and get horse liniment, and it just stinks, right? Yeah, it saves some money, but it stinks. Let's be honest, right? So, you know, you could do that, but, uh, you know, whatever your scent of choice is, Okay, you could use that. Uh, I know some folks use essential oils uh, um, and things, and you know, again, if it if it helps with some of the pain, again, that's that's nothing, uh, you know, nothing to, to shy away from. Again, if it's not cost prohibitive, then there's no reason why you can't try it. So, uh, if you did get in to see a physical therapist, uh, let's talk about uh, you know length of time that you'd need to be in. So, depending on how long the uh, the patellofemoral pain syndrome has been going on, again, with all injuries, is going to be determined how long you wait to get in and uh, and how many visits you're going to need to be seen. So, uh, typically, you're going to have your initial evaluation. That's going to be anywhere between 150 to 300 dollars if you're still on a high deductible plan or if you're if you're paying out of pocket. Um, so, there's your first visit. We're looking at if you catch this. This was within the first seven to 10 days, probably two to three visits at most. So another 75 to 150, uh, you know, per visit. 
if you just have your copay, again, it could be anywhere between 40 and, and 65, $70. All right. Uh, you know, so you're looking at about, you know, again, anywhere between 500 to 600 bucks, uh, you know, for the, uh, the three visits, you shouldn't need much more than that. Okay. If it is just patellofemoral pain syndrome, they should be able to give you some exercises that you can start strengthening exercises. Remember it could take six to 12 weeks. You know, you're going to start feeling better within those first two to four weeks. But again, you've got to allow the muscles to adapt and change. So you've got to keep those exercises up. So even though you start feeling better, it's now not the time to stop the exercises. You can't just be like, oh, hey, guess what? I'm done because the therapist told me I was done at three visits. I'm feeling better and I'm on my way. You got to keep that going for that six to 12 weeks. 12 is preferable. Uh, actually, lifetime is preferable. But we'll take 12 weeks uh, uh, over nothing or over you know a week and a half, uh, especially if you're you're getting in to see your therapist you know the, the first you know two weeks three times. Any more than that, if you if it's not the first seven to ten days you're coming in, if it's after you know a month two months, uh, it could take anywhere between six and eight visits. Again, you know if somebody's trying to take you for a ride and and they're uh, you know they're passing you off to a bunch of different therapists, you're not seeing the same therapist every time. This could go into the, the 12 to 14 visits, um, but I'd be very suspect at that point that you're getting any value out of those visits. You're just going in and you're doing the exercises at that point. You're getting the nice e-stim pads and the hot packs. You can buy all that stuff at the house for, for a lot cheaper uh, you know, and not waste your time. Why do I tell you all this stuff? Okay, I'm sure I have a lot of people that will hate me for telling these secrets, but the secrets are designed that they shouldn't be secret. They're designed to help you to heal, okay, and to get better, to be armed so that when you go into somebody and you say, hey, I need to be seen, this is what I'm looking for, I'm looking for three visits, all right, after that, you know, especially first seven to ten days, you know, maybe six to eight visits at absolute most, if you're not getting the value in each session, tell the therapist or, you know, again, just be done with it and, and, uh, and continue on with your strengthening on your own. Uh, I can assure you that this does get better, that uh, that there are a lot of things that, uh, that you can try. You can try also, I failed to mention, you can try the knee braces. Sometimes they've got a, a hole, like a donut hole uh, in the middle of them. They have some additional padding on the outside to keep the kneecap from tracking laterally. You can try that. I wouldn't necessarily wear those all the time. Uh, but just when you're running or when you're, you know, you're exercising, you know, if you're doing any strength training on, on other days as well, wear that while we're waiting for the knee to, uh, to, to mend. Um, do you need to stop running with patellofemoral pain syndrome? No, uh, you know, unless your pain is more than a four out of 10. Okay. If you're starting to get a five, six, seven out of 10, I'd say back it off, you know, maybe stop, uh, you know, for, for a day or two, get some of the inflammation under control. Uh, if it's four or under and it's tolerable, but it's just a nuisance, again, feel free to run. You're, you're, you're not really doing much harm, especially if you're treating it, right? If, if you notice that your pain is there, you're starting to treat it, you're doing, you know, your exercises, you're working on, uh, you're taped to the knee or you've got a knee brace, you're using ice, you're using a topical. You're stretching the hips and, and, and thighs, uh, you know, and then you're starting some strengthening exercises. There's no reason why you can't continue to run, okay? Um, you know, but again, that's going to be up to you and how much you feel like you can take. Four and under, no problems. Five, six, seven, eight, you know, chances are you, you're probably just going to be limited by pain. It's a self-limiting pain. It's not that it's going to get much worse, um, you know, but again, it's going to, you're going to limit based on what you feel you can do. 
So hopefully you find some value in this. If you do, please share this with your friends, your training partners, your family. Also go back and uh, uh, if you wouldn't mind, leave a review on whatever site that you're listening to on uh, this on, whether it's anchor.fm, whether it is uh, iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whatever it may be, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, if you have questions, you can send those to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k.com. That's the number 5k.com. I'll be happy to answer those for you just as, uh, just as quickly as I can. I get lots of questions, so I appreciate that. If you've got also uh, some comments or, you know, some things that, uh, uh, you know, you want to discuss on, uh, you know, on an episode, by all means, send those to me as well. And uh, as always, I appreciate you being here and I hope to have you back real soon. Take care. Have a great day.